As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Success Showcase. I'm your host, Eric Lopkin from the Modern Observer Group. And with me as always is Chip Janiszewski from the Happiness and Success GPS. Chip, how you doing this week? Doing great. How about you, Eric? Doing fantastic. Got a lovely I know you've... mid-August day here today. Yep, and I'm I'm sitting here doing no work at all because I'm chasing my 20-month-old granddaughter all over the place, which is wonderful. It's always great to be able to spend time with family. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. That's it. You know, that's, that's the goal is to not have to work so hard and to be able to enjoy yourself. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about today is setting those goals, how you can do it and what you should be looking at because things aren't always staying the same. No, and obviously, uh, Talking about family and things like that, obviously a lot of people think about goals as just being work and this and that, whatever, and achieving, achieving, and that kind of stuff. Um, But the most important thing is to come up with your own personal purpose and why, because that has to drive everything. Otherwise, SMART goals, even any, any types of goals, if you're working towards them and there's nothing in it except achieving the goal for yourself, it's not going to be as good as if you're doing it for your true purpose. So your true purpose could be philanthropic, whatever you're doing for the world, obviously spending more time with family, but you got to look at all those different things and set goals for every different facet of your life. Absolutely. Goals are not all about work. Although we do have work goals, obviously you want to be setting goals in your life for time with your family, for your hobbies, for your interests, whether it's, you know, working with a nonprofit, collecting, you know, something, whatever it is, you should be setting goals because goals are what keep you going. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're talking health, personal development. It's, it's the whole package. And the best thing that you can possibly do is just sit down and write down the different facets of your life. Like we were talking about professional health, personal family, that kind of thing. And just write down all the different things that you want to work on with those different uh, titles. So uh, it's so, so important to be working on the whole package. So obviously your professional goals is going to help you facilitate everything else. So Chip, you've already mentioned smart goals. So 
for our listeners who have not been familiar with that, why don't you take us through what SMART stands for? Okay. The SMART is basically the S stands for specific. It's a specific goal. Um, the M stands for measurable, which means how you're going to be tracking your progress. Uh, so, for instance, if uh, you're going to lose weight, uh, tracking your progress would be I'm going to walk a mile every day, that type of thing. The A is for attainable. Um, how will you achieve your goal, making a plan for doing that? Um, R is relevant. And how is this goal going to help you in your life or your profession or whatever? And then most important, the T stands for timely. It has to be time bound because otherwise all you're doing is dreaming rather than working on things. So uh, basically that's the way goals were taught as far as um, up until recently. And uh, you have uh, recently discovered that SMART goals are important, but they're not the whole thing. So tell us about that. Yeah, in doing research, we've come across some new studies. And while SMART goals are great, SMART goals, if you really want to push, the SMART goal is actually phase two of your goal setting process. And the process should actually be three phases. The first phase, and all of these should take from the SMART goal. They should all be specific. They should all be measurable. They should all be relevant, and they should all be time-based. It's the attainability that needs to be tweaked now. Because as it turns out, when most people set their goals, when they're thinking about attainable or, or realistic goals, they're actually aiming too low because they want to ensure that they make the goal and don't want to be disappointed. So now productivity experts have expanded this into these three sets of goals. So every goal you have now has three milestones. The first milestone is the minimum goal that you will be happy accomplishing. So I always use weight loss as an example because it's the easiest for everybody to understand. So if you want to lose weight, let's say the very minimum that you want to lose is 10 pounds. So that is your phase one goal. Your smart goal, the one you feel is attainable, that should be a little that should be higher than that. So maybe that's 20 pounds. Now I use these numbers because these are actual actual numbers that I used on my weight loss journey. I was aiming for 10 pounds. I was, you know, that was the minimum I was going to be happy with. I was going to be absolutely thrilled if I could get lose 20 pounds. That was my real goal. More than that. I thought, okay, maybe I can get to 30 pounds, but now you've got the third phase in your goal setting, and we're calling that your moonshot goal. This is the goal that even if you don't, if, don't attain it and you get close, you're still going to be thrilled that you were able to do so much. And on my weight loss journey, again, I was aiming for a minimum of 10. I thought what was realistic was 20. I ended up dropping 60 pounds. 
if you had asked me at the time, I would have said, there's no way I could do that. I would never have put that in a smart goal because I did not think it was attainable. Turns out it was, this is now the moon, that was the moonshot goal. Now, realistically, if I hadn't lost 60, if I'd lost 40, 45, which is more than the smart goal, but not hitting the moonshot, I would have still been thrilled. And that's how people are now looking at setting goals is that what you accomplish is less is more important than if that's what your goal was. You want to put, you know, it's not so important to say I achieved my goal. It's I aimed so high that, you know, I didn't quite make the goal, but I'm, you know, I am thrilled with what was done and you can see the results. They're measurable. They were specific. I hit my deadlines. It's about pushing yourself with goal setting. And now, the, just getting involved in the process itself and repeating this on a daily basis and measuring things, um, that's going to help you along the way. I think in your case, we ought to have like a fourth level, which is the Mars goal, because that's the next thing after the moon. Congratulations. There you go. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, well, and, and that's actually the thing about a moonshot goal. You're, if you follow the process, you never hit the moonshot goal because once you do, you move the goalpost. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, uh, I, I just love this analogy, something that you would be happy accomplishing, uh, which is great. That's a great way to get started. And then, you know, moving up to more um, attainable goals and maybe doubling it or whatever, like you were talking about, but then moving ahead, because the bottom line is, uh, especially if you're working on physical goals and other things too, getting more organized, um, it's developing a habit of just doing these things. And if it's on paper and you're measuring it every day and it's right in front of you and it's time bound, you're a lot more likely to do that. Um, we just recently, both of us, uh, did very, very well in uh, the uh, Blueback Health Wellness Challenge uh, for Chambers of Commerce, where each Chambers of Co Commerce got members to sign up at 40 bucks a pop on the chamber team. And basically what the challenge was, was the chamber that had the most average steps per member over a 90 day period, um, took parts of that money that was donated and got to donate it to their favorite charities. And um, I think you came in second or third for everybody in the whole thing. And me uh, with my Medicare card came in like 17th <laughs> and uh, I, uh, you know, basically started out saying, if you average six, 7,000 steps a day, you're doing well. That's, that's the average to shoot for. And for May, I averaged a little bit more than that. And then I really got into it and wanted to do more. However, we had little bits of obstacles with uh, the fact that it was 50 degrees on Memorial Day and the 4th of July and other things. So I set up a track in my basement and, to walk around. And, so and, it was walk and it was 100 degrees at other yeah. times. Yeah, the end of June. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but basically, I just improvised ways to get my steps in. And I kept myself, my mind busy doing different things while I was doing my steps indoors and other ways. And I know you had your methods of doing things, too, and just absolutely blew everything away. But after ending up, you know, averaging six, seven thousand steps a day, I started I when we finally got done, I was averaging probably twenty two, twenty three thousand steps a day for the month of July. 
and ended up doing a million and a half steps, which is twice as much as what they suggested that you do over that. And I know that you almost doubled that yourself. So, um, but the whole thing was, was just getting into it saying, yeah, I can do this, putting in the time. Obviously the tracking thing was built right in because you log your steps every day, but that's how it kind of works. What you do when you develop this thing, which is really why I love this system here, the minimum is great. And then when you get to the smart goal and you achieve that, and then you hit the moonshot, you're on a roll and you don't want to stop. And you've all of a sudden developed yourself into um, positive habits that can really not only conquer these things, but other ways to do it. So, um, it's wonderful that you brought that up today because I hadn't seen that one yet, but I'm definitely going to keep that in mind. <laughs> and what you just said is really the key. It's once you're um, aiming at that moonshot, you're on a roll. Most people, they've when they set goals, they hit the goal and then they stop. But when you're aiming at a moonshot and you keep that going, it's like, okay, I did that. Now let's see how much I can do. Now let's see how much I can do. Um, I actually, that was the process I went through with this wellness challenge that you were talking about. I never expected to be able to do as many steps as I was. Um, and I wasn't setting out to try. But as I kept doing more, it's like, well, hey, I got this many. How many, you know, how many more can I get? How many more can I get? And by the end, I was actually averaging close to 40,000 steps a day, which is almost 20 miles a day I was doing. I never thought I'd be able to do that, but it was an internal competition. It was, well, this is what I did yesterday. Can I beat that? Okay, this is what I just did. Can I beat that tomorrow? And it wasn't a matter of plateauing at a specific, you know, like they said, you're supposed to average 7,500 steps a day. It was that competition that pushed it so much further. And, you know, you were saying you did over a million steps. I was at the very end, I took a look just before they shut down the competition. And I was about three days away from hitting 3 million steps. Yeah, no, I, the numbers blew me away because again, these are things I did not think I was going to be able to do. These are things I did not consider attainable or realistic. And if I had stopped at what I thought was a realistic, you know, attainable goal, I would not have accomplished as much as I did. Yeah, and that's uh, you know we 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 talked about the on the roll thing too and. Yeah, as soon as I started doing better than that, because I think I averaged less than 10,000 for um, the first month, and which was May. And uh, once you get there, you don't want to go backwards. So once you hit 10,000 and start averaging 10,000, okay, 12, 15, okay, I did a few extra things today. And all of a sudden that 15 is 20. And then when you're 20, you don't want to go below 20. And so for the yep. month of August, I think I went below 20, maybe two or three times for the whole month. And I went above 30 a few times. So, and, uh, it's, it's just a great way to, to train yourself, to get yourself going. Um, and again, you start the minimum and then, uh, you get to the next phase, which is getting even better. And then it's just, it's just amazing what you can do. And if you use this philosophy, I can just tell for other things in your life, uh, you can really make that happen too. So. 
yeah, this does not just, you know, we're using physical activity as an example, but this applies to everything. Anything you do, you can keep aiming higher and higher. And the factors in the SMART goal still matter, um, especially measurable. And that's measurable was actually one of the things that kept pushing me because the pedometer program that I was using on my phone tracked my progress on a line graph. So every morning I would look at my phone and of course I wouldn't have gotten any steps in yet. So that line graph just plummeted down. It's like, oh no, I got to get it back up to, you know, at least where it was yesterday. Yeah. And the seven day average too. Oh my God, I just lost 20,000 steps. That kind right, of thing. Yes. No. <laughs> so no, it's, so, uh, yes, you know, Harness that inner competitiveness, but the person you're competing with is yourself to keep pushing yourself and achieving more and more. You know, um, there are people out there, the one I hear most often is Elon Musk, where people will say, well, you know what? He wanted a way to, to pay for items online, so he invented PayPal. Then he wanted an electric car, so he invented Tesla. Now he wants to go into space, so he invented SpaceX. And it's people go, well, he's accomplishing so much. Yes, because at no time did he stop once he achieved his goal. If he did, he would have made a it still would have made a fortune off of PayPal, but then he'd have stopped. It's about keeping those goals going. Even if it's like, okay, you know what? There's, this is the furthest I can go with this goal. What's the next goal? Yeah, and that's that's the attainable part of it, as you were saying. Uh, basically, it's how you're going to achieve your goal and planning for that. And once you plan for the one stage, you know, once I plan to get my steps in walking outside, I said, wait a second, I got inside too. I can walk anywhere I want. I can go to the mall and this and that and whatever. And just like you're talking about Elon Musk, he just figured out different ways to do things. And once you are on that role, your mind is working towards coming up with ideas that you never even knew that were in you just by focusing on that, tracking your progress, uh, making sure that you are have a goal for that date to get it done. In other words, the time bound thing is so, so important, but um, it, it, it just builds momentum. That's what it's all about. That's it. The momentum is what propels you. And that momentum can keep you going. And in other types of goals, you see that the goal actually holds people back. How many folks have said, you know, well, how much money do you want to make? Well, I just want to make enough that I don't have to worry about bills. Well, guess what? Your bills keep piling up. I mean, electric rates keep going up, groceries, you know, keep. So that's a goal. Just having enough to pay all of your bills is an ever increasing goal. So if you have to keep it, keep increasing it just to keep up with inflation, why not say, yes, I want to make a million dollars this year. I want to make, you know, $2 million over the next few years. Ramp up that goal so that, yes, even if you don't hit the million, 
you're still making more than enough that you don't have to worry about your bills. Yeah. And again, that gets back to the planning for it. In other words, you got to, you got to actually identify what's going to keep you afloat financially in order to go after that instead of just, I just want to make enough. I mean, that's basically, I would imagine one thing below the minimum is wishy-washy and that's wishy-washy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very important when you're setting goals and it's, it's the Eston smart goals. It's specific. You have to know what it is you're aiming at, you know, to, you know, to steal a line from Yogi Berra, be careful. If you don't know where you're going, you might not get there. People are afraid to put specific goals. And again, it goes back to the attainable part where they're aiming low enough so that they know they can succeed. Well, guess what? The most successful folks on the planet have failed a lot more than they've succeeded. There's nothing wrong with failure. It's a stepping stone. There's an old saying, you know, try, fail. Try again, fail better. And each time you get closer to that goal. So, and, you know, we're seeing some really negative aspects right now in this goal setting. Uh, It was announced in Oregon the governor signed a bill that high school graduation, because the, because their educational system was so bad, um, their students weren't meeting their requirements, instead of pushing them harder to meet the graduation requirements, the state of Oregon actually said, you no longer have to be able to read, write, or do math to graduate high school. Well, how are these fo- how are these kids going to function in the real world? You don't lower the goal to make it easier. You make the effort to hit that goal. Yeah, one of the things that will help you out a lot too. Um, we talked about this as far as work and other things too. Let people know that you're doing this. Have an accountability partner out there. Let people know that you're tracking this thing and hold them to asking you about how you're doing. That's going to help you out a lot rather than just trying to self-motivate yourself. Cause that is sometimes that's kind of tough to do, especially if you have a bad day. So, um, but that's accountability that's, is a big thing um, in business. That's, absol- that's absolutely correct. It is so much easier to accomplish your goal when you've got somebody checking up on you, cheering you on, Better still, somebody who's trying to accomplish a similar goal and you're egging each other on. Yep, and that's on the personal side of things. Obviously, uh, we are trying to help out businesses here too. And there are so many businesses out there that do not have a board of directors and they're out there just doing the same thing every single day themselves. And they're not getting any help from the outside. And Napoleon Hill over 100 years ago came up with the mastermind principle, which basically said get two, three, or four people together focusing on the same thing um, on a timely manner, and the magic happens, and that's blossoming big time. And, in fact, that's a big part of your business right now is getting people together in a mastermind environment. And Basically, uh, it's a structured thing where you have to commit to being there and contributing, but you can focus on whatever topic you're trying to do. So it could be focusing on somebody's business for this day, or it could be focusing as a group on 
how do we get the best insurance costs or things like that too. But uh, again, masterminding is a great way to have accountability in your business. Absolutely. In the mastermind groups that we run, people have used these groups to start a business, to improve their business, to help out nonprofits that they're involved in, to deal with life, you know, problems that come up in their everyday lives. The whole idea of it is you've got a group of people that no matter what you're going through, they are there to support you, to make suggestions, to help you out. It's a great way, you know, to build your business and also balance what's going on in the office with what's going on outside of the office. Because let's face it, if part of your life isn't working, it affects the rest of it. So mastermind groups are a fantastic way to have that personal board of directors to help you define your goals and achieve them. Yeah, and that it's structured, it's automatic accountability. One of the neat things about masterminding is building the relationships with the people who are in the group. The bottom line is, you know, you may be known as an insurance salesman. I might be known as a banker and this and that, whatever. Everybody has strengths that people don't know about until you get together and pull that out. What masterminding is all about is playing the different people's strengths in there. People may have had experiences and what your business is going through that you never even thought of that can help you out. And that's that's the power there is just getting to know these people because everybody's got a whole lot more going for them than you see on the surface, number one. And number two, if you look in the mirror, you're also going to realize that you've got a whole lot going for you than you realize too, just by getting involved in one of these things. Right. And it's also about that outside perspective, because when you're knee deep in whatever you're going through, when you're trying to hit that goal and you're still in, you know, you're struggling, you don't necessarily realize the progress you're making. So when you're reporting in week after week, the folks in the group say, hey, you know, you've made great progress from where you were when you started this a month ago. And they help point out that, yes, you are making progress, even if sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Mastermind plays to the M in the SMART goals, which is measurable. Accountability is basically measurable in the SMART goals formula. Yeah, you need to keep yourself accountable. And it's easier to do that with people and have them hold you accountable and you hold them accountable for their goals than doing it on your own. So if you can team up with some folks, it makes setting and achieving your goals that much easier. So, you know, again, we've brought in the concept of the moonshot goals today. And again, the the moonshot is not just about, wow, how far can I go? It's keeping going so that once you hit your goal, you're accomplishing more and more. And this has a snowball effect because the more you accomplish, the more you can accomplish. And the goals get bigger and bigger and, the, and you can keep attaining them. So that momentum, that snowball effect is so important because let's face it, if you stop when you hit your goal, you become stagnant. 
And then what happens is the, the world passes where you were when you ach achieved that goal. So now, even though you've achieved that goal, because you stopped moving forward, you're actually falling behind. The moonshot is about keep, keeping the momentum going and growing further than you thought you could. Yeah, and once it's so important once you have your goals defined to just work on them day after day after day. You talked about failing your way forward. Uh, there's the old analogy out there that ready, aim, fire. And most people get stuck in the aiming and they never shoot. And what this is all about is ready, fire, and then aim. Basically, what that is is assessing what's going on and trying something new if you have to try something new. And uh, so it's so important action-wise to do this kind of thing. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, following up on ready, aim, fire – Think about it. If you use the analogy of a pistol range or an archery course, you take your shot, you aim, you fire. You don't then just stand there. You do it again. You aim, you fire. You hit the target, you aim, you fire. And if you didn't hit it the first time, you get closer each time. That's the whole idea. It's the same thing with goal setting. That you aim at your goal, you fire, take action. And then you aim at the next goal and you fire, you take action. And that's the big part of it is the take action. So many people get hung up on the planning or the aiming, as you said, you need to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in the firing, now you've hit your minimum goal that you can achieve. So keep on firing more and then you're going to hit your smart goal the more attainable, and then you're going to hit that moonshot. But it's all in the action. It's not just going to happen because you want it to. In fact, it's going to frustrate you. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we're just about out of time for this week. So, Chip, what do you think the big takeaway for our listeners is? Well, I still like the specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely, just to get yours going and to guide you. But I love this minimum goal that you would be happy accomplishing and then going to the smart goals and then the moonshot, because really that is the definition of forming momentum in your life, no matter what you're trying to do, because every time you achieve something, it's just going to get that adrenaline going more and more and more. That's human nature too. It's human nature to get down, but it's also human nature to really, really get up when you are shooting for the moon and achieving it. Exactly. It's all about the momentum. And just because you've accomplished one goal doesn't mean you can get sedentary. You need more goals. So it's you keep going. Aiming for that moonshot propels you to do more than you thought you could. And you know what? I'm willing to bet that every one of our listeners is capable of doing a lot more than they believe they can. So I, that's my takeaway for this week is that we are all guilty of underestimating ourselves let's aim higher you've been listening to the success showcase you can catch us every week at xvadio.com slash podcasts you can also find us on the apple podcasts app google podcast spotify iHeartRadio, stitcher audible amazon music and wherever you find podcasts remember make this your best week ever and make next week even better we'll see you then
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.